pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages across the world. It's the Triforce Podcast featuring Lewis. Hey. And for Flax. Hey. And me. Hi. <laughs> anyway. What a cracking intro. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> it's really put me in the mood for a, a nice yeah. dadly chat. Hope you guys are pumped. Yeah, I'm super pumped. I feel like a, a mini dad. Like a kind of free dad. I feel like, because um, I'm surrounded by dads all the time now. You You're like a terms. dad by proxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm getting like all the joy of being a dad, but with none of the trouble of staying up late and having to deal with the kids and actually having yeah. to be a dad. But I'm doing all the dad stuff. Yeah. Oh, are you, Lewis? No, no. Do you have like really sort of um, obnoxious back pain? Like a stiff back when you wake up in the morning? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I do. Sometimes certain things ache. Like, I noticed I was playing a lot of um, Hearts of Iron for... Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. And yeah. my middle finger was really aching from using the scroll wheel wow. to move around. Right. So I had to... I looked online and I found an auto-hotkey script that allowed me to use WSAD to move around the map. That's, that's how old I am. So I'm now getting disability assistance, basically, <laughs> to play Jesus. a game. The arrow keys Isn't work. That crazy. You can just you can move your cursor to the side of the screen as well. That moves the map around a bit. Oh, does it? Yeah. I didn't. I never used that. You know, like honestly. two things that have always traditionally moved the map around in those kind of games, like since the dawning of time. Yeah, I don't like. They do I don't work. like pressing this. I think I think I needed a better mouse, but my scroll wheel is very difficult to press in. So my middle finger. I don't know. I, like, I, I, are you worried that, that when you're an old guy, a really old guy, like because obviously we assume that when we hit the nursing homes, okay, so when we're like seventy, we'll just be playing Super Nintendo and all this stuff, you know, whatever. Who knows, right? We just play consoles or VR or whatever. Are you worried that you're going to have like arthritis in your hands from playing video games for your whole life? I am a little bit paranoid about that. No, because, you know, this stuff is designed, it's it's like ergonomic, right? But the where the, the sort of line ends for things being ergonomic is pressing the middle mouse button. It's, yeah. it's unnatural. You know, like a, a mouse movement, mouse button one, mouse button two... Uh, one hand on the keyboard, like with the WASD claw thing. That's all fine. I, I can live with that. Like I don't get any pains or aches or anything. But the minute I got to start pushing the middle mouse button, I'm like fucking dead. Like in two seconds. It's it's not, you're not meant to. So it's not just me. And I think it was like an afterthought too, because it's really comfortable to scroll the middle mouse meal, uh, wheel. 
that's no problem. But the minute you have to push it down, and if you have to push it down and hold it down for whatever reason, it fucking sucks. Like yeah. they should remove that from games as an option. It's garbage. The scroll wheel shouldn't be a wheel. It needs to be a button that's sensitive to being touched at the top and the bottom, and you sort of you scroll it with your finger, but it's not an actual friggin' wheel. Yeah. So that when you push it, it's just another button. Because the problem is you're pushing a little stupid hamster wheel thing. So they need to just have it so that you just move your finger in a scrolling motion on the thing that is still a button. Yeah. So when it comes time to button that thing, it buttons like a button. And on some mice, it makes the dumbest noise too when you're scrolling. It does. Like it just makes this yeah clicking noise and yeah it, yeah I think I think Perian's right. If it was like a sort of like a sensor sort of thing that you could just rest your finger yeah, on yeah. Uh, and oh, move up and down if you needed to. You know what? I, I worry. I worry that I'm going to do something like bang my head or knock an eye or or spike an ear in such a way. That when all this super advanced VR is out, when I'm in my 80s, they'll be like, did you ever like bang your eye in just such a way? And I'd say, yeah. And I said, well, then you can't use this system. And it's the best VR experience <laughs> ever. Like, and put it, but I feel fine. It doesn't matter, sir. I'm afraid you've had knock eye, spike ear syndrome for 40 years without realizing it. And because you banged your head that one time, that's where our VR stuff has to go into your brain and you're incompatible. Like my my physical hardware, my body will be incompatible with the amazing VR experience. All the other old people at home will be just lying there drooling going, this is incredible. I'm having sex with tons of people in VR and it feels like the real deal and I'm in a war now and I'm a spaceman and I'm just sat there watching fucking Judge Judy. Yeah, look at old eye popper <laughs> over there, can't join in. Ha, <laughs> loser. Guys, I'm 80 years old, so that's my That's my fear. Well, listen, I, I, I can think of like at least about three occasions in my life where playing video games has led to me con- literally having real concerns about my health because I remember Diablo 3 playing that and um, the flashing lights, okay, of like the attacks and the moves and stuff. Because I was playing it like really hardcore, like like sort of six to eight hours a day when it was the new season. I was really into it, and it was it was really making my eyes like like feel strange, and I was feeling really sick about it. Basically, I, I'm sure you've played Diablo three, but you you get some incredible gear which basically breaks your hero to the point where you can use these abilities that you were supposed to use once every twenty seconds. 20 times a second okay and the graphics just completely spaz out you know hammers go everywhere or lights flash or something happens anyway yeah there was this light flashing on my screen and it just made me feel super super sick and then back when i was younger i remember i used to have a play a game i can't remember what game it was it was probably like one of the heroes of my magic games when you just had to click your left mouse button a lot all the time I was click i can't remember i don't think it was like a quick time event where you had to spam a left click or anything like that but any game like that what happened was my 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 index finger got really bad, like RSI, and so I started switching to use my middle finger for left click and my uh, ring finger for right click. And I actually used middle finger, um, ring finger for like three or four years after that instead of my index finger. And I never used my index finger to click with, and it's still what? a bit sort of problematic today. Yeah, hmm. I still often still do that. So that's like a real injury Jeez. from playing video games. It's like Revenge of the Nerds, Nerds in Paradise, where that guy is in a wheelchair <laughs> because he hurt himself playing chess. That's you. <laughs> that's you, actually. Oh. I, these are not major injuries, but I feel I feel that they're interesting. Like how, and obviously, Minecraft was the other one where I started to get really sort of weird heart palpitations after playing like 
a really stressful game of Race for the Wall sometimes. But sometimes <laughs> I'm not what? even joking. You I, fucking I was... for real? I mean, <laughs> I found it. I found it annoying, but I I don't think it actually had any sort of detriment on my overall health. Like I can walk away from a computer game and just be like, yeah, well, whatever. I, I'm done. I think it was at a time when I probably wasn't doing any other exercise at all. Right, and as a result. Uh, my body couldn't deal with the adrenaline spike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Holy wow. shit. Man, coming back to what um, Pyrian was saying about, you know, getting injured and missing out on on technology or whatever, I feel like I'm the total opposite. Because I, I know, like, when I'm 80 years old, I'll still be doing the same shit I'm doing now or that I was doing, like, 10 years ago and not keeping up sort of thing. I find the older that I'm getting... I'm less interested in new stuff that's coming out. And I always gravitate back towards old stuff instead. Really? Right. So Yeah. So like I still play games that, um, you know, are part of franchises that I was playing like 10 years ago or whatever. And yeah, they've come a long way sort of thing. But like the whole new thing with VR and everything, I couldn't give a shit. I, I honestly feel no desire whatsoever to go out and buy one. I just don't give a fuck. Like, it just doesn't interest me at all. Have you tried it? I've I've tried it, like, at events and stuff, and it's it's okay. It's kind of cool, but it just seems like such a ball ache to get going with, you know? Like, I just want to fucking sit down and, like, play a couple of games or something or whatever. I don't want to have to, like, strap something to my face you know what and this sounds da- like? dance around my living room and it, it stuff. It sounds, like, sounds like you're a filthy casual, is what it sounds like. I am. I, I Like, even even the Nintendo Wii, like, I just find a whole <laughs> Too lazy for the Wii. Come on, dude. You just put yeah, your hand through the Yeah, d- you just gotta get the fucking the sensor oh. bar and all this shit. And it's like, okay, you're but a like, sit down game. Just fucking give me a like a iPad or something. So lazy. Yeah, I just wanna I just wanna sit down and be lazy and just Ugh. like get weird backaches from having a terrible posture and sitting in the same chair for a long time and slowly like slunching down. How do you and- feel about a standing desk? Because a lot, this is all the rage now. They have the, a lot of people are getting them in offices, and yeah. they're like a thing. Apparently, sitting down all day is as bad for you as smoking. Well, and so is red meat, and so is standing I don't know. up all day is probably just as bad. Like you, you're you're meant to move. Have you That's seen the thing. standing up? Isn't going to make you fit. Yeah, you know, going for a walk or doing some shit is going to make you the, fit. Have you seen the old ladies? The old ladies that work in bakeries or as dinner ladies and they're on their feet all day and their legs are like yeah. elephant legs and they're yeah, covered yeah. in they varicose got like these veins. massive tree trunk legs. Yeah. Yeah. It's from stand all their their body has gravitated downwards like like a bag of icing and it's just all <laughs> at the bottom of their body. <laughs> a bag of it's icing. all bursting to get out of their legs. It's true. I don't see how that's good for you or no. enjoyable, even. I've I mean, been on fucking... my feet for 47 years. Oh, you must be in prime health, Mrs. Miggins. Help kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like, <sighs> I, I like sitting down and after I've sat down for like an hour or whatever, you get up and you stretch a bit and you sit back down. It's fine. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be fucking standing up for hours on end. Like, Jesus Just Christ, move. If, you, if you're so attached to your computer that the only way you can stand up and move around is by having to stand up and move around whilst using a computer. Yeah, then get I a mean, fucking get VR a fucking, headset. Yeah, <laughs> go and have a walk around the block. When you get lunch, go out and get lunch. You know what I mean? Like, go yeah. and do something. 
Something. Like, I saw one guy that, in order to get around his exercise problems, had fitted out his computer with an exercise bike so that he had to pedal to power the monitor, right? If he didn't pedal, no power for the monitor. So he had to pedal to play. I'm just thinking, why don't you just take one hour out of playing the game and go for a bike ride? Enjoy the world around you instead of just going, oh, dude, I've been grinding... In wow all day. Just take a fucking break. I think it's yeah. yeah. Or and, and and if it's a big problem for you, I find not enough people embrace being uh, morbidly obese. You know, they're always <laughs> complaining about it. It's like, <laughs> well, you seem to fucking enjoy thing, yourself yeah. getting to this point. Why not just fucking, you know, have a bit of a celebration? I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I made celebrate, it. I'm celebrate with a pizza or a cake or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, just enjoy it. Yeah, have a walk out to your local McDonald's. Just have a walk down there every day. <laughs> just enjoy it. And yeah. do it. No, I think there is a psychology thing there, right, PFLEX? Like, I think if you if you have to do something like that, like strap a monitor to your exercise bike, it, it kind of means that you... You're you're tricking yourself into exercising, and sometimes yeah. that's that's okay. But I, I feel sometimes... like you're you're avoiding a problem. It's like yeah. it's it's like rather than actually just come out and say I have a problem playing this game so much that I'm just never moving. Then why don't you just set a goal for yourself rather than trick yourself? You shouldn't need to trick yourself in this. I think I think that sometimes you do need to trick yourself. Um, I think sometimes that does work. I think I think that one of the things though is that people certainly think that um, people certainly overvalue exercise when it comes to weight loss. Right, that's the thing which we're always told. It's that. Losing weight is well. I think it starts in the kitchen, not in the gym. You know. I think a lot of people assume that you need to exercise intensely to lose weight, and I think that that's wrong too. You know, like I don't think you, I don't think you're you're gigantic uh, because you've sat around and played WoW or whatever for like ten years and never moved, uh, and then you go out and you you join like a fucking high velocity kickboxing club or something. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to really help you out. Like you, you, you just need to, you just, it's just, it's lifestyle, right? And like, yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah. I think if you're constantly tricking yourself or whatever, you're just setting yourself up to to fail or just not do that all the time. You know, like gyms are a little bit like that too. You know, like if you go to a gym and you have a personal trainer and stuff, it's just like it's something that you don't want to do that you have that you now have to do because you've paid for it and you've organized it and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And um and it just becomes like another thing that you force yourself to do whereas like if your lifestyle was different and you naturally just went out and walked places or or you did something or you know you you were interested in something, you know, you were on a like a football team or you, you know you you had somebody that you cycled with or something like that. You would just naturally get exercise and probably be healthy sort of thing rather than... Basically, you have to just do it for yourself, right? You can't... That's how people who quit smoking quit smoking. They, They, you know, it's not... That they, they at the end of the day they've done it themselves, yeah. um, and they should be proud of that. If I said to someone, "Oh, you know, you should really quit smoking," they're not going to listen to me. They're not going to. They're not going to suddenly think, "Oh, actually, Lewis is right." Man, smoking <laughs> is such a weird I one, can't though. Because no you, one said that to you me never before. like you never fully quit smoking because you're you're always tempted, right? Because you've done it before, so like mm. you always have these moments later on after you've quit smoking where you're you know, you're drunk or something. You're like, oh, fuck, I'm just going to smoke. And then you, you you smoke like very briefly, but like you shouldn't really do that, but it, it just happens. It's like one of those things. I don't know. I guess it just like alters your, your brain in some way or whatever. You always feel like compelled to, yeah. to smoke again. But it's like, at the same time, it's one of those things. It's kind of like phones have replaced it. Like smoking 
in like the 80s and the 90s, I think it was like it was like a prop, right? Like if you're waiting at a bus stop or whatever. So, oh yeah, I'll just I'll just smoke or, or yeah, you know, yeah. you're waiting somewhere, you're doing it's, something. It had you had like some cool... time. Yeah. You had some time in between something. It was like perfectly acceptable to just be like, yeah, I'm just going to smoke. And like back then you could smoke in restaurants. I mean, we used to be able to smoke in the mall. Like we used to be able yeah. to walk around the mall smoking. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but you can't you used do to be that able now. to smoke in the cinema. You could, yeah, yeah. in restaurants. It was, and the, crazy. it was just like you didn't smoke if the people at the next table were still eating. Like you'd wait yeah, until yeah. they'd finished and then you'd smoke. I mean, it's, it was a whole different world, kids. Yeah. When we were in high school, we had a, had a subway sort of close by our to our high school, you know, like the, where you eat subway, not like yeah. uh, the underground. Yeah. And you could smoke. And where I lived, it was cold for like six months of the year or whatever. So we'd go over there and we'd buy a sub and we would literally sit in subway for like six hours just yeah. smoking our butts off because yeah. it was nice and warm and we, we could and it was great. It was crazy. I mean, I don't think people like. If, imagine if you're 16 now, you've pretty much grown up in a world where smoking isn't a thing that everybody does. It's like totally does. outlawed. Yeah, but every, everybody nobody... fucking smoked. Like my parents smoked, all their friends smoked, my teachers smoked. You could go into my dad's office, and there would be people sitting there smoking in the office. Like it was yeah. just, it was like Mad Men. If they it's, weren't joking yeah. in Mad Men when everybody's fucking smoking, everybody fucking smoked. Like everybody. It must it have been weird. like a like a, a post war thing though, right? Because I think I think it got very popular during the wars and stuff. You know, cigarettes were yeah. considered like a luxury thing that y you got, and I think I think that probably just carried on like after probably like World War Two or whatever. It just yeah. became like a cultural thing where you know it everybody was smoked. very common for soldiers to be given them in as part of ration packs. Yeah, they get like a pack this. of bags in there. Yeah, you know what else and, I think became like super popular after the war that like. Uh, because I was just wondering one day, I was thinking, because we used to go camping a lot. And like, you know, I grew up in a country where camping is like, you know, the done thing. You you do it. You, you'll, you'll, you'll have to do it at some point in your life just yeah, because it's so like accessible or whatever. But like, I, I sometimes think that maybe camping became popular, like post-war as well. I don't know if that's something that people would have necessarily done a ton of like before that. But maybe like, you know, the people that went away and fought in wars and stuff like that somehow for some reason enjoyed staying in tents and stuff like that and then maybe <laughs> maybe on, when son, they came dig a fox hole, yeah maybe when they wire. came back it was like oh you know let's let's do that fun thing that without like the killing and stuff like you know we'll get a little tent and we'll go out in the woods cuz i think that people like doing that sort of thing but like i i often wonder if maybe it was it became even more popular after maybe. people had been sort of i i, I kind of wonder if it was the boy scouts and the girl guides and stuff that popularized it as well because a lot of people that wouldn't have done it otherwise like a lot of town kids and city kids yeah probably had access to it and thought actually this is a lot of fun although why they'd think that i don't know camping is the fucking worst man if you man oh, you... no honestly though like it, it it can be really shitty but it like depending on how you do it it can be really good like obviously half, there's half fast that's how i do it right like, fully yeah. half fast i get the tent i put it up and i'm like this thing's missing a couple of poles but fuck it, it yeah leaks, and then it's like uh, you know, I just well, dump the tank. one thing I noticed though about about Britain and like especially over here, there's not there's there there are forests, but you know there's lots of, like fields and stuff like that. And when you see people camping or going like on in their caravans, like on TV in Britain, they often do it in a field. And I I mean like when I went camping in Canada, like we'd always camp in a forest 
right just because it was more interesting than a friggin field yeah, yeah so like maybe <laughs> maybe people of britain need to like it's true like I, I, I love I, i'd go camping in like the, the new forest or somewhere like that would be awesome like it's beautiful forest really really thick you could just go out yeah. i don't know if you're allowed to Like genuinely, I mean, Canada's so friggin' big That's that there's no way yeah. they're gonna police it and say you're not allowed to camp 1,000 miles from civilization, sir. And there's gonna be like a park ranger there. No, yeah, like you've got a ton of land. Whereas in in the UK, but if you just pitched up a tent, pitched a tent in the forest, people <laughs> would complain. Yeah. Sir. Well, so <laughs> I went camping. I'll just the, do it anyway. I think the best camping trip I ever went on. I went with my friend and his dad, and his dad was like this. He was like really enthusiastic about fishing and camping and just just sort of like outdoors life sort of thing, you know, like he he worked like a, like a pretty crappy job. And when he got time off, like in the summer or whatever, this is like everything would lead up to him going away on these trips or whatever with with or without his family kind of thing. But in this case, he took me, me and my friend. Uh, we went camping um, and we went for two weeks. Okay, we went to this place uh, where you, you camp like on an island. So you have to do a portage. So you have to like carry a canoe through a forest for a couple of miles because wow. you can't park anywhere close to this place. Yeah. Um, so you put all of your two weeks of supplies and everything into the canoe and then you carry the canoe through the forest. You get to like the lakeside or whatever and then you row out uh, or canoe out to this little island Uh, and then that's where we camped for two weeks. So like no electricity, like no nothing. Like we went to bed when it got dark. We woke up when the sun uh, rose. We we just ate everything we ate that we warmed up. We warmed up like on a fire and we went fishing like fucking every day. And we had to shit in a hole. Like you had, we had to dig holes to shit in and stuff. And it was, it was awesome. Actually, it was really, really enjoyable. Like we really stunk when we got back. Um we were like really hungry when we got back and stuff, but it was, it, it was such a cool way of doing it. Like wow. it was just, it was really something. It was a really cool experience. Like, I would totally I mean, recommend it. I was enjoying it. it up until the point where basically you said that like you really stank. Cause I guess well, there were no, I guess it was too cold to swim in the I mean, river. We, no, like it was a lake. So you, you'd go in, but like, you know, like we took soap with us. So we just like jump in the lake and have a quick wash or whatever but you're, you're out there you don't see anyone there's you know no one around so you don't feel like compelled to wash like every day sort of thing you just like stink it up shit in a hole eat stuff that you cooked on a fire eat stuff go fishing a lot on a fire i guess um, so was it were you catch were you eating eat the fish that you caught this sounds amazing yeah yeah yeah, yeah he was good at sort of like um preparing gutting fish and stuff and we cooked them up and ate them some that's so, proper camping. some of them you, you're not allowed to like you because you have to have a license you can only catch certain ones or keep certain ones and, and whatever i mean i always my experience with scout campsites and things were much more tame you know it was like you know you drive down to this place you walk about 10 yards off of the out of the car park you know put your tent down on a nice field next yeah. to a building with like a shower in it and, yeah and well yeah i mean that's it like you when know. i was in when i was in cubs and scouts you you go to like basically because in canada again it, it's all geared up for that so they'd have in in like a national park or whatever they'd have like a big area for big group camping sort of thing and you'd get like a huge log cabin with like bunk beds in it and stuff like that and 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 you did it that way. It was still pretty fun, but yeah, nothing beats like really fucking bare bones camping. Like it's really really fun, especially if that you bring amazing, yeah, like, if you bring like lots of um, style. We brought we bought so much fucking junk food, and we brought a lot of beer and stuff too. So it was like 
even even better because you'd just be like out fishing all day and like standing around in the sun and just like being outside all the time. And man, it was really nice to just like drink beer and fall asleep by a campfire. And- I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm a city dweller, and I, I the idea of being that far out in the wilderness kind of scares me. Even though I'm way more likely to be killed in a big city than I am out in the wilderness. The idea of of being stuck in the wilderness and being tracked by some kind of murderous villain. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing is, most murderous villains aren't prepared to do a portage. So, like, if you're on a, <laughs> an island, you're probably fine. Like, they probably, because most of them aren't going to be out there anyway, right? They're going to do, like, what Lewis does. They're going to park park up somewhere, walk 10 yards, and just hope that victims present themselves. Um, <laughs> I brought my canoe. We, we, we were like, we were like in deepest, coming. darkest Canada at this point on an island, so there's no chance of that happening. Like, it would have we, to it be... It seems a, like the least likely place. Like this, 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 this weird forest killer would have to have a heck of a lot of time on his hands and a lot of passion for his craft yeah. to follow You'd us out to, to that island. You'd have to respect him at the very end there. I would. I'd be like, you know well, what? Well played, sir. You're I know committed. you're about to like um, skin my thighs and and eat them in front of me and then kill me or whatever. But honestly, respect, man. Holy shit! It must have <laughs> must have taken a great deal of effort to get out here and find us. And you know, some of those holes that I was shitting in, I didn't cover up. So just be careful on your way back. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he'd be, he'd be like, you know what? So few people take the time to really appreciate what I do. You've you've changed my opinion about victims. Possibly forever. I'm really, really, I'm glad you saw the, the effort I put into this, this craft of mine. Anyway, yeah. off with your arms. Hold still, please. Man, it's funny, though, because I didn't have a, have a clue, right? So when we were packing up our stuff, the supplies and everything, everything was, like, really calculated, too. You know, like, the, like we had fruit juice, but it was in, like, these little, like, pouches, like the crystallized stuff. And then we just mix it with, like, you know, fucking filtered lake water or whatever. Um, but you, we, we had literally exactly what we needed for two weeks so wow. like if we stayed an extra day we would starve because we would oh, just God. be out of out of supplies by then <laughs> and fortunately you were so in we're the packing up this, we were packing up the stuff and then um like in and amongst the stuff there's like this rusty little like garden shovel thing you know like the that thing that your mom uses like that just that little mini shovel like that little handheld mini shovel to like you know, dig up a plant in a garden or whatever. It was like this old fucking rusty thing. I was like, what the fuck are we bringing this for? Like, we're going to do some gardening while we're there? And then uh, my friend just like sort of looked at me with like the, this expression. I was like, well, what? He's like, no, that's what we have to like dig holes to take shits in with. I was like, oh, okay. Oh my God. Uh, can we put that in a plastic bag or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been clearly used like a couple of you times. You don't shit on the shovel. You just... You dig you dig the hole with the shovel. No, but you there is there is definitely the risk of shit getting onto the shovel. Like if you're you know, what if you dig a hole and somebody you manage to dig a hole where somebody else is Yeah, like, what are the chances? Done it and stuff. I mean in a well, way it that's happen. like buried treasure level unlikeliness. It, I know, but still, I mean, you know, that thing is gonna get contaminated one way or another. So and then it's just sitting there in your luggage, like kind of gross. It's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I mean, do you think we've become too coddled and like kind of 
like just used to living it nice inside a warm place and you know not not knowing what it's like to be out i, I don't think so know. lewis i mean think about the standing desk you know people still have hardship in their lives they still That's struggle it. yes people still put themselves through the paces the, yeah. the scroll wheel some of the scroll oh. wheels on a mouse will put you through your paces apparently Jeez. i mean you know you might have palpitations if you're standing up <laughs> scrolling through minecraft if you're a serial killer you're on your feet all day, all every day. day. Just imagine the whole, yeah. that's the, it's like. grafting, pure old-fashioned grafting. That's what. That well, is. you got to be careful because if you plan on being a serial killer in your seventies or eighties, you might have like the bag of icing effects. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't chase down my victims effectively anymore because I got these big tree trunk legs from yeah. too, too much standing up at a desk. Got serial killer's elbow. <laughs> I can't swing a blade anymore. <laughs> Those big tree track legs that go straight into the uh, poopy holes yeah. that you've dug as well <laughs> when you're chasing after that family. You're trying to creep up on someone and all you hear is like, boom, boom. Oh, it's old tree trunk legs behind me. <laughs> <laughs> gives you like a 20-minute warning so you can the start The tree running. trunk killer. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, so I'm sort of thinking of um, the woman from Misery now because of the tree trunk legs. So she always struck me as a bit of a dinner lady yeah, type. Yeah, 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 she did have a dinner lady quality yeah. to her, definitely. She Apart was from, you know, crazy. when she broke his ankle with a sledgehammer, that was kind yeah. of... I didn't see that at school, but from the dinner ladies. did we, we used to get in trouble if we didn't eat our crusts. Really? Did you guys have this? Well, yeah. they, give you, they give you curly hair, don't they? No, it's just, or they make your hair If you think curly. about... I've got a problem with crusts, okay? I still cut the crusts off my kids' sandwiches, even though they don't even ask for it anymore. Because I can relate. Because I don't, I don't eat the fucking crust. Well, the crust sucks. Well, that's why you've gone bald, P-Flex. No, because I, I was forced to eat them then, Lewis. Well, you, Wasn't right, I? Would you, would you not have eaten the crusts anyway? You didn't like them? Well, if you, what's if you what's have up a with good that? Bit I like of bread, crust. Like, but if you have a really good bre- bit of bread, right? The crust mm-hmm. is good. But what yeah. is the crust? The crust is the burnt exterior. You buy a loaf of bread, yeah. like your, your average hovis, you bring it home... The crust is like the worst part of the bread. Why am I going to say to my kids, you have to eat your crust? The only reason that came about is I reckon it was post-war rationing <laughs> and food was yeah. cheap. No, and no, it was literally, you're... we've got to fill the kids up with something, eat the damn crust or you'll be hungry later and we'll have, we have no food. No, because but that's it, what they used to do. They used to make breadcrumb pudding, didn't they? Like they used to use the, um, right. they used to use the crust of the bread to make like this fucking weird pudding with because nobody wanted to eat the crust yeah. like they reuse everything well i don't know how i, I feel do about like that. french bread the crust for french bread is really really nice but that's the thing but, I mean, if that it's a good crust. crust yeah but if it's a good yeah. crust exactly. i think he's talking more about the crust on like a slice of wonder bread or something no no like, you know, I, like i get the hovis best of both worlds which it clearly can't be i mean it's promising a lot but i like the way it's called best of both <laughs> it's kind of got a kind of a white bread thing going on but it's also kind of got a brown bread thing going on but without just being that overbearing covered in fucking seeds this is healthy but bland brown bread you know what's really nice you know what's really nice get an oatmeal loaf you know it's got like little like oats sprinkled Uh, on the the crust kids won't like that their kids won't like no i'm telling you it's really nice though like your kids might not like it but it's really fucking good go to wait rose and uh, pick up wait wait rose wait rose or marks and spencers right pick up an oatmeal loaf you will enjoy it honestly ted it's your kind of thing I, I with your selfridges my, peanut butter. <laughs> I had a I I had a delivery last night, right, from Ocado. The Ocado guy turns Ocado up. is is which I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he delivers it, and uh, he's like, "There you go, Gov." Hands me the slip, and he says, 
Only one item missing this and week. And you're like shaking. You're I lo- like scared. Yeah, I was like, let me see. And it was the red pepper and garlic hummus. Oh, shit. I went in and I said to Mrs. F, I said, uh, only one item missing is the red pepper. Tragic, tragedy, The red Mrs. pepper F. and garlic hummus. And she was like, not the hummus. <laughs> <laughs> but my first no, thought, my dead. first thought was, what not a, what a world. It's like, a first, yeah. it's like she's received news that her son has died in the war. Yeah, not the hummus. <laughs> Bad news though. No, no hummus for us. Not Steve. But I thought, I, I honestly, like, what a world we live in where I can be disappointed that my fucking frou-frou red pepper and garlic hummus didn't deliver. And I'm like, disapp- I'm in a position where I'm able to be disappointed about She's a lack like of hummus. She's like burst into tears. You're consoling her, like patting her on the but back. But then I thought, like, don't worry. But then I thought, hold on a sec. Fuck that. And I grabbed the pit of bread and I marched out to the guy and I said, what the fuck am I meant to do with this? And I threw the pit of bread in his face. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm, that's what I was about to this say. This like, useless now. If you got a whole bunch of like snacking vegetables, like, you know, pre-cut carrots and like, you know, little like broccolis and, you know, stuff that you would generally dip like into hummus. Crudite. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. All that stuff would be useless it's without useless. the hummus. It's useless. I was throwing crudites at him all the way down the road. Here's your fuck. fucking sliced... Cucumber and slices and carrots. Hey, I'm not fuck. eating this shit without hummus, you fucking asshole. God damn, you never come back. That was pretty <laughs> much crying. my evening. <laughs> Apart from yeah. next Monday when I bought another order of it. Um, listen, I, I feel like that's an example, though, of, of our luxury, that we can just eat hummus out of out of the tub with, with carrot sticks. You know, that's, I think that's so that's fucking greedy. good, though. I Jeez. think that... I think that that desensitizes you to to hummus a little bit, you know. It's too strong. <laughs> it's like eating peanut butter with your finger. You know, you can't I've stop done doing that. that I or do else that. It's a slippery slope. My wife yeah. hates it when I do that. I drink milk from the jug. I I drink orange oh. juice from the carton, and I oh, eat God. peanut butter with my finger. What yeah. are you like? Well, here's what I do when I'm drinking the carton of orange juice. Right, I don't put my lips around it. What I do is I tilt my body way back at an almost impossible oh, angle. I just pour it into I, your open mouth. I, I, <laughs> That's I a good idea. Tip yeah. it in. No part of my body touches it. So I'm just like, what are you complaining about? She's like, it's disgusting. I'm like, I'm not touching it. Look. <laughs> <laughs> That's really hard to do, like with milk bags, like um, <laughs> milk bags. Yeah, God, well, because yeah. we get because in Canada you get yeah. generally you get. Milk Whenever I go see my my grandfather lived in uh, Ottawa, and whenever we'd go see him, the milk comes in a bag, and I was like, "Yeah, what? this that is shit so is really weird. hard to pour into your open mouth without just putting your mouth all the way around the bag." I didn't like, understand it. Was it because of the freezing nature of Canada that they can't leave it out in a bottle? No, uh, I think it, it was just or? like I think it was post-war, like a post-war thing. That, no, huh. I'm just joking. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> I think it's just it's just you can buy four liters of milk at a time in these big bags, yeah. and. I don't know why, but we used to get, I used to work at a grocery store and holy shit, that stuff sold like hotcakes. Like it was crazy. Yeah. We get racks and racks and racks of these big bags of milk and they'd just be all gone by the end of the day. It was nuts. I just, sorry, I just read a thing that said gardens are banned in New Zealand. It's like a real, a real thing. Okay. What do you, sorry. What do you mean gardens are banned in New Zealand? Googling, Googling Apparently gardening now. is banned because New Zealand is like an agricultural based society that is, relies on people buying goods grown on New Zealand soil. All oh, right, so they're not allowed to actually plant their own veg. That's, isn't that like a breach of human rights? You can grow things but not cultivate anything, which which means apparently flowers. Because there's like an avocado shortage going on right. in New Zealand. Oh, God, if you heard that's about like this. my lack of hummus, an avocado shortage. Go. Honestly, I know. A, a, like a avocado shortage is something that I can live with for sure. I read this, this article a couple of days ago about it and it was like, it was really kind of bizarre. It was like a sort of microcosm of a more serious problem. There were like people breaking into 
avocado plantations and like getting big old bin bags of like avocados and taking them a little bit like what the um the way drugs are sold in Amsterdam right so like they get they grow people grow weed in like their lofts or their basements or wherever yeah. and they put them in these big bin bags and, weed and sometimes labs. people break into their house and steal them yeah and then they take these bin bags to like the coffee shops and sell them there they're not really sort of supposed to but they kind of are hmm. and so a lot of these people were going into breaking into these avocado plantations loading up loads of bin bags for avocados and taking them to like high end Restaurants and cafes in Auckland. <laughs> what, nice. a, like, what a what a black market that is! Hey, it's yeah. insane. You want to buy yeah, an people, avocado? Hey, not here, not here. Yeah, you got three alley. garbage bags full. God, isn't that isn't that bonkers? And then at the end of the article, it was talking about how you know these avocados that are bought on the street might contain, you know, might have not been washed of their pesticides that were sprayed on. So be careful. Like, <laughs> These well, avocados have been laced what? in crack. What the hell is going on? <laughs> I, I, I heard they cut their street avocados with, like, detergent and stuff to make it go further, right? <laughs> yeah. Or something, something, yeah, like fairy, fairy liquid powder, something green. What, there'll yeah. be, like, a music festival. Now, we've had word that there's some bad avocado going around. Don't take the bad avocado... It'll Do not eat any of trip. the guacamole. Do not accept guacamole from someone you don't know. <laughs> Do not touch any of the hummus. It also has heroin in it. <laughs> oh my god! No hummus, god. please, please no. So, oh my goodness. Sorry to sorry to have such a strange tangent. I don't know why. No, that I like caught that. We eye. love tangents. This is the home of tangents here. This is tangent, tangent, safe we've, place. We've done forty minutes of of bum chat. Yeah. This we? week, what have you guys actually done? Have you done anything like? Interesting this week. Has anything happened? Have you crashed your car? Has anyone like been uh, sick? I went to Bristol for two days. Um, oh, yeah. As you know, that was fun because I was with you most of the time, and um, I saw the Warcraft movie. Your, uh, oh yeah, you saw the Warcraft movie. Finally, yeah, finally got around to seeing it. What did you think? It was okay. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't amazing. It was somewhere no. in the middle. You know, as as a long time. Warcraft fan. I it, there was a lot of fan service in there that I enjoyed. It was fun seeing um, people get out of every possible situation with the teleportation spell. That was cool too. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was good. Yeah, no, it was it was, it was pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. It was good. Good, uh, good experience at the cinema and stuff. I don't know if I'll watch it again. I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm a bit like that. You know, like the Star Wars movies, like the Phantom Menace and uh, the other one, and the one after that, the, the, the more, mm. the more recent ones, The Force Awakens. Mm. I only saw those once in the cinema and that's it. Yeah. I never watched them again after. So like my experience of them was different. A lot of people were like, they were trash, but like they'd watch them 300 times or whatever. So, and, you know, they did these big in-depth analysis of the movies and how they compared to the old ones and stuff. But like, I'm not all about that. Like I just go to the, the movie theater, buy some popcorn, watch a movie. And if that two hours that I spent there was enjoyable enough, I'm, I'm cool with that sort of thing. And then I move yeah. on with my life. So like, I, yeah, pe people, I, mean, I, th I do think people read too much into films that are just meant to be fun. Yeah. It's just meant to be an entertaining film. And I think yeah. uh, if you read a lot of blogs and reviewers and stuff like that about, about films, a lot of them try to deconstruct it all in a way that I, I don't think... I mean, everybody wants to be the guy who comes up with the clever deconstruction of like a Kubrick movie. But you know what? The Star Wars movie is just like a roller coaster or whatever. Just enjoy the ride. And I don't think you need to read quite so much into it. If you want to do that, fine. But don't be disappointed when 
the average movie that you see is really I mean like I like I really enjoyed Iron Man 3 I really enjoyed the the Avengers movies and stuff and people like getting all mealy math oh what does it say about America what does it say about America? oh come on it's just a friggin movie I watched Predator the other night oh and well, I just, on Netflix no no it was just on TV fuck it's on Netflix now too the original Predator right. and uh, the original Die Hard too what I mean there, there's two movies I've, I must have seen them 50, 50 to 100 times easily yeah. over the yeah. last 30 years of my yeah, life yeah, right? yeah, yeah, every yeah. single time that I turn on and it's like Die Hard is just starting. I'm like, I ain't going anywhere for the next two hours. Yeah. I'm just going to fucking watch this movie. But I don't sit there thinking, I'm right in, yeah. no, I must deconstruct the relationship. What does this say about Bruce Willis's propensity yeah, exactly. to... Yeah. What does the jet lag scene really mean? Perhaps we're all in a way jet lagged. And perhaps barefoot is about a return to a simpler form of life when when we walked barefoot on the proverbial rug in the proverbial office. Shut the fuck up! It's Bruce Willis. It's Die hard! <laughs> Man, I just want to watch a guy crawl around in vents wearing a wife beater that gets increasingly <laughs> filthy and disgusting yeah. as the movie goes on for two hours. That's yeah, what I'm there for. Exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm there for the snappy yippee motherfucker, that kind of shit. I mean, he, he isn't even like wearing shoes for half that movie, is he? No. Most, yeah, most of the movie. That's one of the, the, yeah. the key parts of the film is, in fact, the lack of shoes. And what does it mean, I, I, his lack of shoes? Are we any of us wearing shoes? And you, who, who you know, there's you? a lot of glass on the floor in one scene, and he's yeah. like, shit, I can't do anything here. I'm not wearing and shoes. And is like, she's the inventor. And for, there was always one bit, he says to the other German guy, shoot the glass in German. And the guy looks at him like, huh? And he says, shoot the glass in English. And I'm like, really? Like, wouldn't he just said it again in German? If I, like, if I said to you, hey, Sip, shoot the glass. And you went, what? I'd go, she's the Finster. Yeah. And you go, oh, right, shoot the glass. Yeah, I didn't know in my native language what I know, you were talking about. I know, but there's no about. account. If you're under pressure and it's like a highly charged situation, though, people make funny funny decisions don't they like Maybe. you know he was so stressed out he's probably just like oh god i can't even my brain is in overdrive just say it in english i guess and hope for the best <laughs> you know what i mean like it was just transparent that the audience needed to know what he was saying but then why not just have him shout shoot the glass like, <laughs> ah, the first man, time. die hard is so good it's, yeah i mm, love it it's like I, I still think it's interesting right how so die hard when did you see die hard when, when was it? Do you remember? Well, Die Hard's like a Christmas movie, isn't it? It used to always be on around Christmas time on TV. <laughs> like the when, the when first I young, time I saw reason. it, my mum rented it for me from Flix, which was the video uh, shop in in uh, Bournemouth near where we lived. And uh, they had a little picture of an Oscar, you know, it's sort of like to, just to, to let you know it was movies. And she rented me. I, I used to be a very sickly child. I used to get, I had like mumps and I had all kinds of fucking shit. And I would be at home off school a lot and um, she rented me movies that were way too old for me. Like I must have been 13 or 14 and she was like, fuck it, I'm getting him Die Hard, it's a good movie. So yeah, she... I mean, Die Hard came out in 1988. Right. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I saw it in 88. I probably no. saw it so a So I would have been like 12, after. so it probably came out on video when I was about 13 or 14. So I watched that. She'd rent that. She'd say, you know, if I was poorly, she'd say, do you want me to rent a movie for you? She was great when I was sick. So she'd go and rent me Die Hard and I'd watch it like three times because I was a kid. Kids do that. You just watch the same thing over and over again. My kids do the same thing. My four-year-old is like, Frozen just finished. She's like, put it on again. I was like, you just, she's like, put <laughs> yeah. it on again. That's, kids do that though. They, yeah. So the like, repetition, right. it's yeah. like comforting or something. So I'd watch it again and, uh, and you know, then it was on TV recorded it off tv like you said christmas movie so you know i'd have my diehard and i'd watch that and uh, that was like one of the my little collection of movies is like that 
Alien, Aliens, Predator, Terminator 2, a bunch of movies like that. That was the video collection. And those yeah. are the ones that I've seen. And they're the ones that pretty much any time they're on, I could sit back and watch them, even though I've seen it a hundred times. I don't know why. Yeah, no, they're just like, I think it's it's something, if you watch something um, and it has some sort of impact on you when you're like a child and it's still something that you can enjoy as an adult you'll yeah you'll, you'll probably enjoy it still sort of thing because there's just a whole mix of things like it reminds you of being a kid it reminds you of like yeah it's like nostalgia right yeah, yeah exactly so like yeah i'm the same with like die hard i'm the same with um national lampoon's christmas vacation that's a, that's <laughs> yeah. another movie that i used to watch like with my family every christmas yeah yeah um we just like make it a point to like no matter what we were doing sit down and watch that stupid movie and it was just like I don't know. It, it, it's just such a great it's, movie. I think it's this like, is different. It's, com- it's comfort, though. It becomes yeah. like background music, though, often, like, you know, in the lounge and stuff at Christmas. But that's, that's another movie. Like, if it's on TV, I'll literally just drop everything and just sit there and But you're and not going to do that with The Phantom Menace. No. I guess, you know. No. But then again, it does I mean, we're talking about The Phantom Menace it, as, as a film. I, that came out in 1999. Yeah. You know, I was 15. We bunked off school, we got a few beers, you know, and we went and watched The Phantom Menace and we enjoyed it. And it was, it was, it was fun. It was well received though, when it first came out. I think it was just after the well, fact. Well, it made like a billion dollars at the box office. Yeah, yeah, be... yeah, I think it's just after people had time to d- digest and realize like what, what happened in the movie, which was like, I think people expected really to be much. able to watch it over and over like Star Wars yeah. almost. And it's the same thing with World of Warcraft and MMOs too, right? Like in a sense, like. People complain about MMOs and certain games. Like I saw this news recently about the division that like ninety five percent of yeah, the yeah. audience has like quit since it came out. I mean, I so what? I am not surprised about that at all. I play games for like you know until I'm done with them and then I quit them again. I, I since when did you expect to buy a game and have it be play it for two years? I don't expect that anymore. That's not an expectation of But mine. when, when no. they build the game around that multiplayer stuff and they're like, we're going to add new bits. And obviously, think how much money they must have put into developing that game. I mean, it was beautiful. It was a really beautiful game. It was, it was yeah, it really and I, was. I mean, it obviously, the, the amount of detail, just in rooms where you're just running through, you look around and I think, I, it's not like there's just, oh, this is an off-the-shelf room. I'm like, wow, this all feels completely like something they hand-built, like the entire place. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, um... I kind of feel like if your numbers suddenly plummet, your plan for going forward of it's all right, we'll cover the development costs it because with this framework, matter. yeah, but from this with this framework, we can then release a bunch of add-ons and we'll make enough money to cover all the costs and make some profit and stuff. So if they bring out a game that's meant to have a shelf life and does, I mean, not like I'm with you. If a game comes out like The Witcher Three or whatever, and it's like they have the expansions and then it's like plummets and everybody Witcher Four, you know, fair enough. But this was a game that was meant to have active servers and now it just doesn't. And I kind of like imagine if Overwatch suddenly went and nobody was playing it. That wouldn't be like, oh, well, yeah. they would be like, holy shit, we thought this was going to be our big game for the next four or, four or five years. Well, but or it doesn't, again, I don't think it matters so much because people have had to pay an incredible amount of money to buy it in the first place. If it was free to play and no one was playing it yeah. that's a problem but you've almost made your money back already I, I don't i don't get games companies being disappointed for making an absolute shitload of money off their AAA game yeah and then people quit after they finished it oh what do you do also the division end game is completely different to the division game yeah right yeah division game 
you're like shooting your way through using grenades, using whatever weapons, blah, blah, blah. It's quite fun. And then you get to the end game and it's like, okay, you need to upgrade your gun to a purple gun, to a legendary yeah. gun and upgrade your headshot capability because every every human has to have like 50 headshots to die. Right. It becomes like Borderlands. It becomes like, it's a different game in every single yeah, way. Yeah. I feel like a lot of games now are designed to, to in a way where, where they want to keep you playing after you've sort of, finish the game if you like or you get to like the end game part of the game or whatever but a lot of games just like fall short in that sense like i think something like world of warcraft which like we we all played for some amount of time i guess like that that kept me playing for years and years and years you know even though like i got to the maximum level and did raids and and all that kind of stuff and it it kept me in but like sometimes i think about this and i wonder why I, i was kept in there but there weren't as many games coming out at the time either, right? Like when World of Warcraft came out, like, you know, there, there were still lots of games coming out, don't get me wrong, but there wasn't as, there wasn't nearly as many as are coming out now, you know, like almost every month now there's like some new huge game that everybody, you know, needs to play sort of thing coming out. And a lot of games now, they, they try to hook you in, they try to keep you in the game or whatever, but there's, there's too much else coming out that people will just gravitate towards inevitably. And... I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of companies just don't know what to put into a game to keep people in it. Diablo 3 is, is a good example. That's meant to be a game that you play a lot of all the time you grind through and stuff like that. But pe- like the, the game just dies like a week after a new season comes out. You know, everybody's hyped for a new season. They come in, they play a lot. They, they binge on it for like a week. And then it just doesn't have like one or two key things in it to, to keep you hooked and I, I'm not sure what those are, but like, I feel like maybe the division is the same, but I, I'm not sure what it is. I guess with WoW, it was the whole community social aspect. Yeah, you could go hang out in a city. Could and, hang out. You didn't yeah. necessarily need to do anything when you logged in or whatever, but I guess like the division and Diablo are different because you, you actually have to do something when you log in, you know, like there's not really somebody to just hang out with and talk to. You You have to log in and grind to get that purple shotgun or whatever. And maybe that, maybe just like the thought of doing that is just, kind of shitty for people and they just don't want to do it have you seen anything come out of e3 that you're interested in i haven't been paying any attention to to e3 like i don't even know what's been announced nothing i didn't i didn't watch it i want to go next year like i've I've never been to one Uh, it looks like fun i really i I really would like to go as well i've never been to one either we should go we should go next year all right. Yeah, we'll we'll go next year if you two haven't been. That'll be fun. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 kind of like a big journal. It's, it, actually, I think they're now trying to open E3 up to the public and make it more of a, a consumer con because it's it's actually an industry con. Yeah, and the idea yeah. is that you can only get in if you're in the industry and in, in some way either a journalist or a games dev. Oh, or, I'm in the industry. Or you know someone who can get you a ticket, and it's it's kind of it's it's fun. It's interesting. There's a lot of stuff to see. There was obviously the thing which the main thing which I heard was the Skyrim special edition um, upgrade to the graphics, which quite honestly I'm a little bit surprised by because well Skyrim came out in in um, November 11th, 2011, right? And yeah. it's a huge game. It's really good. Um, but I, I I got the things that frustrated me in Skyrim were really not the beautiful look of it i still think it looks really good today especially with mods if you get some high high resolution mods on i'm pretty sure you can make it just as good as what their special editions could look like but then again if you're on playstation or whatever if you've got ps3 i think that's who skyrim special editions are really for it's not really for pc gamers um but I, i think with skyrim the problem i had was that there wasn't enough monsters it felt like once you'd been through you know five or six dungeons you'd kind of seen every monster in the game you, seen, you, you know, you fought a lot of draugas, you fought a lot of 
bandits you fought some rat men and fucking that was it pretty much and obviously the dragons but i don't know i, I feel like they, they mentioned that the new elder scrolls games a long way away apparently they're working bethesda are working on two games now which are as as big or as ambitious as fallout 4 right um but they're then neither of them are um an existing ip apparently right so that's, that's interesting, interesting. Yeah. dishonored 2 is coming out mm. And they talk a bit. They, they talked a bit about Doom as well and the future of that. So this Doom's quite interesting because me and Sips this week had a go at one of the snap maps, okay, um, which are like custom maps that you can make in Doom. And I don't think the, I don't know if the video's gone out yet on the main channel, but the one we played, PFAX, was uh, one called Harvest Doom. Okay, it's like it's like Harvest Moon, um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in Doom, you got to make like little farms and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, it was it was it was silly, quirky. It took about twenty minutes to do. The whole thing, and it was—I don't know—it was—it was. I liked it for some reason. I think that it seems like Doom. I've, we talked about Doom a little bit before, but it ticks a lot of boxes for me. Um, the multiplayer is not great, but I don't care about that. I enjoyed the single player campaign. I feel like I got my money's worth. I'm looking forward to uh, a new DLC for it or uh, the continuation of the story. Um, it was an absolute blast to play gameplay wise. The engine felt so enjoyable to just blast my way through with shotguns and stuff yeah man i loved it yeah i need to play it i still need to like play it through and finish it i, I bought it finally but i just need to get around to actually play so yeah there's um there's a huge amount of like trailers and 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 sort of i don't know i don't know about the announcements really a lot of it is a lot of it, a lot of e3 is, is around consoles yeah and the xbox and the ps4 really dominate like um they they dominate an entire fucking one of the entire conference halls is just basically Xbox, Nintendo, and um, PlayStation. And so there's a lot of stuff like Final Fantasy games and Crash Bandicoot, and yeah. a lot of fan service being, you know, a lot of a lot of remakes of favorite IPs announced. Microsoft um, are trying to get the Oculus sold on everyone. Basically, Microsoft and Facebook are trying to push the Oculus, and they're basically just trying to get everybody to pay every games developer. Um, a lot of money to be exclusive to to Oculus rather than Vive, mm, yeah, right. Uh, which is a common thing that happens. Uh, actually, this is why a lot of games are exclusive to console. This or is this indie is interesting, or for a certain amount. Let, of time. let me tell you what. This is a different. This is a segue into something else. So tomorrow, as in Friday the seventeenth, I'm I'm going to York. Right, I'm going up to York. So by the time this goes out, I will have already done this. But anyway, what I'm going to do is go up there because York University, some guys there in some kind of digital lab thingy, are building some software to do with esports. And they wanted to talk to me about it. And they said, would you like to give a talk about esports while you're up here? And I was like, okay. So I'm going up there tomorrow to give a little talk to some students about esports and stuff because I guess they think I know something about it. I'm not going to tell them that I don't. All right. By the time they see this next week, they might realize post talk that I obviously didn't know what I was talking about, but, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and one of the things I wanted to talk about was about esports in the future. And obviously I can, this is clever, right? I can talk to you guys about this now, give my talk, and it'll seem like I knew what I was doing at the time, but I can also get your opinions now ahead of time, but they won't know I did it until after the fact. Brilliant. Okay. Right. So... Here's the thing. I was thinking about the the future of esports, right? And the fact that it's going to be big money and all the rest of it. And all these big companies are getting involved. And like, I know that Comcast are sponsoring a team. Yeah. And all these traditional sports clubs are like sponsoring a team. Like the Mets have picked up an esports team or with someone like the Yankees or whatever, blah, blah, blah. What is the one thing that these big companies always, always seek to do? 
And just like they're doing with the Oculus Rift and the Vive and all this is they always want to narrow down access to the stuff that you want. So you have to go through their platform. So my concern about esports in the future is that there's nothing really stopping ISPs from doing deals with these big game devs and saying, if you want to play League of Legends 2, you have to have a Comcast box. You have to be a Comcast customer. Just like if you're in the UK and you want to watch Game of Thrones on TV, you have to be a Sky customer. Exclusivity in gaming, not just through the console you need, but the actual connection you have to the internet. I reckon that's what's going to happen to esports. I reckon it's going to fuck it right up. That's the net neutrality thing, isn't it? And I don't think that's going to happen. Because I think games companies are too aware that that the, the whole mechanics of free-to-play are that it reaches everyone, right? It doesn't. It's not blocked by people who don't have credit cards or are too old or too young or can't afford it or don't really know or don't want to risk it or blah, blah, blah. The great thing about the reason that free-to-play games work so well is that they access the entire internet equally. Yeah, and you you can there's there's no bounds to entry, right? I don't know. I I think that that, that there's too much money in the big games that are popular. Uh, I I think in a way, in a way, I think that here's the thing, right? That I think about esports is that a lot of people say, "Oh, I want this. We want this game to be the next big esport," and they they. They work, the games company go out there right away and say, we're going to make this into the next eSport, we're going to build an eSport. And that's not what happens. Like eSports, some of the biggest eSports come out of not intending to be eSports, right? And some of the ones which are designed to be eSports suck. Yeah, Like Nintendo really don't want Smash Brothers to be an eSport. They do their best to to stop it being an eSport, in fact. Um, (laughs) and, And other people like Hearthstone was never intended to be yeah, kind of an esport. Hearthstone was always intended to be just a another fun little thing on the Blizzard launcher. I, I think that it ended up becoming something way, way, way more than they thought Hearthstone would be. Yeah, um, yeah, and and as a result, you know, it's esports and it's sort of it's Twitch streamers and and everything that's been around it. They've 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 if they've moved with the with the result. You know, they've 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 as the as the evolution happened, they've moved with it and they've evolved right. to. I don't even it. know. Most of the games now that are big esports, I mean, when when they came out, they came out long enough ago where I don't even think that that would have been at the forefront of people developing its mind. Bearing in mind that it would have taken them a couple of years to actually develop the game before it came out, too, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like maybe, 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 maybe you're right. Maybe like a lot well, of the, if you take if you games take Dota, that are big esports now were never meant to be, sort of thing. Right, but, they but, just, but look look at Dota. Right, Dota was a mod for Warcraft Three. And it was played for like 10 years around the world. Loads of people played it. It was really big. But it wasn't until, I mean, what are we at? TI6? So TI6 is coming in uh, August of this year. The International is like the big Dota event. And it's only started in the last six years. Like TI1 wasn't like a Valve sort of massive event the way it is now. It was relatively small compared to what it is now. Yeah. So when they did Dota 2, they obviously just thought, like somebody somewhere thought we should do a friggin' big tournament for this and that would be awesome. And only then did they really realize the potential that it had as a sport that people could play and, and all the stuff that would go along with that. Right. Whereas then you suddenly had all these companies like two or three years ago saying, holy shit, MOBAs are big. We're going to make one. Yeah. And they were fucking awful. They were all fucking awful. And they, they just tried to shoehorn in all this stuff and tried to appeal. And nobody cared because they already had the exact same thing. And they, they made their game identical. Yeah. It's like, hey, don't play Dota. Play this game that's almost exactly the same instead. It's like, why would I do that? 
Yeah. That's the thing. Like all these other new games that come out as esports, what was there that was exactly like Hearthstone? I guess Magic the Gathering, but Hearthstone was like a much more accessible and it, the, the UI and everything was much better designed. It was much prettier game to play. Overwatch is kind of like, I guess like a, it's a, like a cross between any of those FPS sort of uh, esports and a bit like a MOBA as well, because, you know, you've got teams of, and heroes and all the abilities and stuff. Yeah. So it was something, again, that was slightly different and new. A lot of the companies that try to get into esports try to think at what's, look at what's working and copy it. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. It, it's got to be something new, but, but also kind of familiar. And I think that's, that's the way all these games have gone that have been successful. Yeah. It's, it, it's weird to think like, like, you know, Dota, uh, Dota 2 obviously benefits massively from being like a big competitive esport now, but if if it wasn't a big esport, it would still do very well. Yeah. You know, it's the the model of the game and the way that, you know, it makes its money and stuff. It would still be highly successful, I think. Yeah. It, it would even it would if still it wasn't do well. An e-sport. Yeah. Yeah, but they make a huge amount of money from the items that are related to the big tournaments. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, because like, so like you've the, got the the compendiums, right? Yeah. So yeah. every time there's a big tournament, the compendium comes out. That's when Valve makes its its real money. League of Legends, I don't play enough of to know. Uh, do they do anything similar to that? Because I know that there's tournaments for like League of Legends is huge. You know, like you look yeah. on Twitch and there's always some summer tournament or yeah. summer league or winter I mean, league o- or something. Honest answer. And- honest answer. Who fucking cares? It's League of Legends. <laughs> yeah but i don't think they have any compendiums or anything built in like that you know no, like and i they, think they actually complain about that a lot i know I, I read a forum one time when they were saying how the fuck did this idiot Pyrian flax get an announcer in dota 2 and we don't have anything like that in league of legends and why don't they have like the workshop and everything like the the money that you pay to play league of legends goes directly to unlocking the heroes or whatever yeah like that's that's pretty much how it works as i understand it um, but they made a billion dollars last year. I mean, whatever it is they're doing, they're working. I, I've really enjoyed not playing MOBAs for a while. And I, one of the things I'm really looking forward to, actually, is just seeing... Because there are a lot of really interesting games on the horizon. I mean, I think we're in a, a great place games-wise. There's a lot of good games coming out that, that we can play that are... You know, if you need a single-player game that's going to last eight hours, great. If you're going to if you want to play like an indie kind of builder game or something quirky or a survival game like rust or arc survival there's a lot of those those out there i mean the new zelda that that they were showing at e3 looks really really fun and really wants me to get back into playing a you know just experiencing like an ocarina of time style right zelda game again there's a lot of i don't know i'm just i'm just i'm really happy there's a really good place and so last night i was playing hearts of iron 4 on you guys recommendation yeah Yeah. but i've got an embarrassing tale about that so I, I i've never played a hearts of iron game okay, okay. and i didn't I, but i watched your your romania right. first of first of your romania videos and i, oh, I didn't learn shit, i need to watch that i need to watch to play the game i think romania is a good pick because they're kind of an in they're a small country but they're quite pivotal yeah. like role and location you know they're relevant they're, they're they actually are involved in the war uh, i think your the war didn't end too well for them i know the prime minister uh, was it Ian Antonescu or something? Yeah. I think his name is. He was like executed, but for war crimes after the war kind of thing. He was, yeah, I don't think it, it went too well for him. So hopefully your one will not go the same way. We'll, we'll see. Fact. I mean, I've actually, I've actually got 11 parts so far. Wow. And I've, I, no way. I, I scheduled them. So they each come out every day, like for the next 11 Holy days. Holy fuck, you're like a real YouTuber I know, now. I was so proud. Jesus. What's happening I was to you? so proud of myself. What I was the like, fuck, what? period? Wow, I Jeez. know. So was that all streamed though, that you... You yeah, just, you just so I, stream I streamed up. it, ah. just cut it into chunks and uploaded it. So, I mean, I did, you know, it's not as polished as 
as it should be. But no, it's fine though. The thing is, like, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, it's it's. Hey, uh, if you want me to do some editing and stuff, I, I'm available. You want me to you want me to tighten <laughs> it up for you a bit? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just offering. Oh my god. So uh, I made. Um, I like it loose. <laughs> so the, the, okay. The tutorial. Is Italy, right? Oh wait, so you played Hearts of Iron for what? What nation did well, you play? Well, I did the tutorial, which is oh, you did Italy, the, the Italian right? tutorial. Yeah. Boo! Well, I, I I just wanted to do the tutorial, and I got I had to I attack Ethiopia, right? Yeah. As the way to yeah, right? yeah. And so I thought, oh, okay, I I know, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and I accidentally, well, accidentally, I obviously mistakenly decided to send all my troops through a direct, just basically go straight for the capital. Yeah, and. I did that, but I didn't leave any divisions protecting my home okay. my area. Yeah. And so they just walked in, <laughs> took my home area, cut off all the reinforcements, and my little group of Italian soldiers <laughs> was trapped in the middle of Ethiopia. <laughs> nice. Slowly got whittled down and eventually died. And it was like the most epic victory for Ethiopia, I guess, of all time ever. You know, I lost like eight so Italian divisions. So hang on, you... It was horrible. You failed the tutorial? <laughs> Horribly, yeah. And it didn't even let me... It didn't even, like, uh, register that Man, I found it. I don't think it could even... Uh, let I don't me, think they let even me tell you something, okay? That, what? I'm pretty bad at video games, but I did that tutorial. I don't even normally do tutorials. And I aced that fucking tutorial. Like, I feel pretty Lewis, good right now. I, I'm coming down there, aren't I? Next week, I'm coming to Bristol, I need right? some help, <laughs> I will, so, We, we should so do a thing where we, we'll pick a nation and I will, I will train you up in the ways of Hearts of Iron can we? Can we be like a kind of... Whatever um, nation you like want to play. Father and son nation yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm new to the game, so for me... It's important that I have a, a small country to start with where I have a lot of time to just yeah, yeah. organize myself, get myself together. Because jumping in as a superpower um, when you're not ready to, to do that is, yeah, um, it is, it is pretty tough. overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you do want to start as a superpower, I would recommend um, Nazi Germany purely because you've got a lot of options and you are, it, you've got so much in terms of resources and manpower and stuff like that, you actually can go a bunch of different ways. And the the, the tree that, like, you know, when you go to national focus, uh -huh. the major nations have a customized focus tree for them. So for instance, you can go allies with the Soviets, you can turn against them, you can go buddies with Italy, or, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of oh, options. Cool. With the minor nations, it's a default tree. Yeah, yeah. So you, you can focus, but not in the same way. So you don't get the same historical things like Germany's got the Anschluss of Austria, which is where Austria just says, hey, we're German too, and taking the Sudetenland and stuff. So it gives you more of an insight into how the war's going to go. If yeah. you play as a minor nation, your role, you're almost taking yourself out of history because you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. If you play as the major nations, you can at least get an idea of how the war goes for later games because I think you need to know how the game generally plays out. Although in my games, generally, at the when you get the early editions of Hearts of Iron 3 and Hearts of Iron 4, all kinds of bonkers stuff happens. Like I was playing Hearts of Iron 3 one time, everything's going great, we're just about to take France, and the Australians invaded northern Germany and captured Berlin. Yeah. They just took it. Nice. Like, I, I didn't have any troops around apart from one cavalry, because I was like, who would invade now? But of course, the Aussies were like, g'day, sport, we're in Berlin. And they just <laughs> rolled in. I was like, oh, we fucking lost. 
Jesus. It, it, it does, it does, like that kind of stuff happens. In later editions, they tend to iron out some of that stuff, which is a shame because it's. I like that bonkers stuff that happens. It keeps you on yeah, your toes. But, keeps you on your toes. Yeah. yeah. We need to play. We need to play like a multiplayer of that or like Stellaris or something. Like we. Yeah, we I, should I get, would love to do a Hearts of Iron. I think it would be yeah. quicker than Stellaris. Stellaris is such a long game. It is. I feel yeah. like Heart, Hearts of Iron would be a lot quicker. I think. Really, is a long game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I think once we once we all have had a little bit of time to digest the four X and and not be completely frustrated but i think i think it's difficult because any 4x that has either no turn timer or the ability to pause is obviously a little bit awkward because most of the time you know when you're playing these 4x's like like so Heart Survivor 4 is so much more realistic than Civ. Civ is kind of a fun game, you know, but it's completely unrealistic in a sense to do with the, 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 the troops and the movements and the size and the spacing and, and the, the important things about war. Whereas Heart Survivor 4 is incredibly accurate, you know, and incredibly detailed and oh, so different. It's, it's a completely different game. And I think that in a sense, playing it multiplayer has to be done in a way that's not super frustrating for other people you know no if you if you've got loads and loads to do and you're managing you know you're trying to manage like france or germany or the uk yeah and then someone else is sitting there on romania and they're like waiting for it just just i mean honestly i think i think if you played as one person plays as america they actually would have quite a bit to do because you do have quite a lot to do as america not so much fighting in the early years but you've got to prepare for it and decide which way you're going to go. Whether you're going to go after Japan first, whether you're going to go after Europe first. Japan is quite a big player, but they're kind of cut off from the rest of the map. But you have got a lot of shit to do. I think. I, I mean, think they G- make the way. Germany, to do Soviet it. Union, UK are the are the big three. You kind of want to have those three almost. Yeah. Like some somebody plays as the UK. I don't know if you can play as multiple nations in multiplayer. Like that would be kind of good. Yeah. But um, the thing is, whoever plays as France is going to get probably going to get conquered and kicked out of the game so it would kind of suck for them my feeling is that the way to do it is to probably find a game speed that equals nine hours or whatever and then we do like three mornings or three sessions of it you know together yeah and that way it's over in nine hours and you know that that is that is it yeah i don't know man i feel like just throw all the cards up in the air and see where they fall like just fucking start a game that's always your idea for everything i know it's because i don't like i mean uh, that that works to some extent sips i mean that that's great sometimes with a with something that's short but with something that's long like hearts of iron the problem is that what happens when you go away for two weeks or i go away for two weeks or pflex goes away for two weeks and then we can't play it and then we don't come back to it and never finish it and then we're kind of disappointed yeah i think sometimes it's better to make it an event and have like like turning up to to a D session you know every week or whatever you know as long as you know yeah it's, as long as it's a consistent thing maybe it could be like a weekly thing like i, I really look forward currently it's weird how like, this has sort of changed in my life i like i love spontaneous things and i love doing things spontaneously that's like really wonderful but at the same time i really look forward to playing factorio with duncan on mondays i really look forward to playing hearthstone with terps on thursdays i kind of I have these appointments like that I really look forward to. Yeah, mm. you like to compartmentalize a little bit. I, I like to I like to just experience things and sometimes just we we know how the Civ games work. You know, the Civ games are fucking fantastic because we are excited every morning, but we don't play for too long. Yeah, we don't get burned out on it, and we don't. But we but we stop before we want to because we have to. So, by which I mean we don't play something until we get bored. We play it until we have to go and then we we're excited to come back because we've stopped it at a point where we're keen to carry on playing you know yeah um and so sometimes stuff does well as a result sorry i'm boring you guys no no not at all i'm not yawning because of that i'm just tired i didn't yawn at all 
it's been a it's been a good podcast, guys. Have you got any questions, Sips? Yeah, um, just we'll, we'll round off with that uh, quickly before we go into questions. Um, you've been playing Hearts of Iron Four. Anything else you've been playing this week? Uh, I played a bit of Hearthstone. Unfortunately, I don't know why. I, I I I've got a few games that I bought on Steam that I'm that I'm I'm sort of looking into playing, but I did. I did pick up like a few games on sale because mm. I never actually played Watch Dogs. So I might see if I can play that this week. So sometimes games just, you miss them. Don't yeah, you? Watch Dogs just... was one I completely, completely skipped that. But I have, um, I bought the expansions for Witcher 3 and then I realized that I hadn't played Witcher 3 in a year because I think when I was in the middle of it, I went to TI last year, I think. Uh. So I came back and I was like, man, I've forgotten everything. And now I just want to play Dota because I haven't played it for a month and everything. Yeah. So it just sort of fell by the wayside. So I loaded it back up. I was like, I'm sure I'll just pick up right where I left off. But I had no idea. I'd forgotten all the controls. I didn't even know how to use my sword or anything. I was like, oh, shit. So I considered restarting it. And I got about half an hour in and I realized I remembered all the quests and all the things I'd had to do and the amount of hours I'd put into the game. And I was like, I really don't want to have to do this all over I again. I know. So That's difficult, I, isn't it? Yeah. I've had so the I, same I reloaded problem. back at my save and I just, I, I'm getting back into it now. It is such a, such a fucking good game. I, I, I bought it and I never but played it. This is it. why oh, I'm not good. playing Far Harbor. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait until all the Fallout DLCs are out because that is the last Witcher DLC as well, which I'm quite surprised by. I thought there would be more, but they released them fairly quickly, I guess. Yeah. Oh, um, it's a great game, Sips. It really, it really is a beautiful game, and I, I got. I'll try it. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. The combat is hard, so a lot of people are saying, "Oh, you should play it on the hardest level because otherwise, uh, you know, uh, it's not the real experience." But You're fun, not allowed to that. play video games for a living unless exactly. you play it on the hardest Ugh. level. It's you so, asshole! It is so hard if you play it on the hardest difficulty, but yeah. it's a, it's a, it is genuinely a great game. So I played that a bit, played Hearts of Iron Four, and of course I've been watching the football. That's why I haven't been. I've barely been streaming. Oh, the football! I've, I've watched nice every horse. game, every single game. I love it so much. Football. football. Would you like to do? I sound like a football. I sound like Gary Lineker. You are oh, a Gary man. Lineker. Yeah. Would you like to be like a kind of football-y kind of host um, for esports or sports? P flex. That's something you'd like to do. Well, so like do if there was a well. show about esports, uh, do do like a sort of hosting for that? You mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would be good. I mean, I, I've always thought that I, I could do something like that. Um, yeah, but the I, show I could just be talking. called esports, e-sport, exclamation yeah. mark. That could be. <laughs> it is interesting. Like sometimes you see things, or, or or sometimes I do this. Sometimes I see like I was walking past this place yesterday, um, or the day before yesterday with Sips, and I was like, man, I could see myself like just running that place like it was like a sort of bar yeah it was a alley. fucking it was a bowling alley and i was yeah. like i could see myself just <laughs> yeah running that place yeah. it's weird how sometimes but but a lot of the time i think oh no i could never do that i could never do that i see a lot of a lot of things and i think oh man i could never do it and then other people say oh i could definitely see myself doing that yeah you yeah, know yeah. i i actually wouldn't want to do one that was just esports i'd rather like i watched some of the e3 highlights and there were people doing interviews and hosting and stuff and i thought they just their their only thing is that they're stupidly enthusiastic. Like they're not funny. They're not they're not saying anything clever. They're not saying anything that's particularly going to yeah. stick in your mind. They're just like, "All right, guys, yeah, Call of Duty, whoa!" And I'm like, "I'm sure I could do better than that." Like, I'm sure I could do better than that. I mean, I, I feel like esports at the moment. It depends. I mean, they're they're appealing to an audience of ten year olds. Yeah, but the they're problem. all like, "God, this is embarrassing." Because these guys are way too fucking old. They're not cool. Kids don't like people that just shout at them. I don't think they want people that are cool. No, I think they want people to just shout at them, though. Yeah, maybe. I, I think I think they want people who are cool, like 
35-year-old dads. In their garage. I'm not saying me, Lewis. Play lots I wasn't of suggesting games. me. <laughs> Period. You need to get a garage and you need to convert it into a smelly dad pad, dad pad like me. Uh, I've just used my top cool. room. I've converted that. By the way, people oh, yeah. keep asking, why does Perion have a hospital bed behind him? Yeah, yeah. Because the bed in my spare room is a bit hospital beddy. It's just the angle. It really doesn't look too much like a it's hospital bed, I promise. It's because you're like Dexter in real life and you actually uh, kill people in that room. Uh, only when only you're not campers, streaming only video games. Deep, deep woods campers are my yeah. targets. I, I will I will portage across the, <laughs> a vast area. I acquired this target through the means of portage. <laughs> <laughs> now I will eat them. <laughs> right. oh, fuck. Well, that is a perfect end to the podcast oh no we've got time for a couple of questions yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. alright let's have some quick ones then um, there's one here oh yeah Colin asks what type of music are each of you into I always think you guys would be really into jazz or classic rock um, I like a bit of classic rock I like a bit of jazz as well I think predominantly I still listen to a lot of hip hop from the early 90s like that's my go-to. Like if I listen to something, it'll be stuff that you listen to like, when you're a teenager. I'm not even. I'm not even like coast specific. Like I'll listen to East Coast or West Coast. So you have a a, a, a cross beef interest. Like you're not concerned with the beef. I'm like the Switzerland of uh, the rap uh, beef. I'm, nice. I'm totally yeah. I it doesn't bother me at all. I'll listen to anything from that era in that genre. It's, gotcha. Yeah. I'm all good. I am someone who, I don't know, lately I've been just going through various Spotify playlists. I've been listening to some, trop- my current playlist of choice is Totally Tropical House. Wow. Uh, that's, what I've, that's what I was listening to this week when I was playing Hearthstone. Wow. So that's just, look it up on Spotify. It's got like, half a million followers wow. so it's quite wow. popular yeah tropical um, house jeez totally tropical house does it have lots of whistles and like flutes and stuff in it <laughs> probably yeah sure and i've also got a is it like called... the music from like the tropical paradise level in mario kart is that what it's like uh n- not really no oh. it's not no uh also i've got a playlist called holy shit an incredibly epic playlist you can google that it's 12 hours long it's like all it's all kind of like um van halen soundtracks from games and films like oh. mass effect 3 batman arkham city game of thrones right. uh, lord of the rings 140k stuff spider-man 2 stuff like epic trailers and xcom 2 soundtracks stuff like that really good sound really just good epic kind of no no vocals um, you just mostly. listen to music that you would describe as an epic. It's soundtrack. kind of adventure music. It's good. I love it. So that's that's my jam mm. right now. That's your jam. What you got, Pfax? Um, I I listen as anyone who has who's ever watched my stream will know to an extremely wide range of stuff from like the classic hip hop stuff to like trance and dance stuff to say cats and dogs music where they like replace the words with meows and barks like i'll listen to anything i if it's got if it's good i'll like it like i'm completely non-judgmental about the 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 singer or the band or the scene or whatever like i'm not like man justin bieber never made a good song because i really like that sorry song that he did i think that's a really good pop song so i'll fucking listen to anything and if i like it i like it and i like i know a lot of people like i'm into this and i'm into that but i'm definitely not into any thing specific i'm into I'd listen to a lot of music, a lot of new music, uh, some old stuff, and uh, yeah, I'll listen to anything. Well, there you go. That was a great question. 
That was that'll a really do. good question. That'll, that'll do, Pig. That'll do. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We will see you next week. Peace! Lots of love, love you. Bye! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.